Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. I'm Elizabeth, and this week we watched The Color of Friendship. And before we get into anything, we want to make a disclaimer. This movie is about apartheid in 1977, and we are two white people who did not really receive an education about apartheid. So as we talk about this, we are going to try and be as respectful as possible. And if we say anything that could possibly be offensive, we are so sorry and we want to apologize in advance. Well, yeah. And also, like, let us know. Like, this isn't just a plug for our Instagram, but, like, let us know if we said something that we shouldn't have because we genuinely, like, want to know these we, things. We haven't posted on our Instagram, but we still check it. So. Yeah. Um, also, I also wanted to, like, add to that, but, like, we are both whites, as mentioned, and, like, we come from, a, like, a privileged background. Like, we went to private school with mostly white people at right. them. So, just, like, keeping that in mind, not that we're trying to be offensive in we're anything so we sorry say. for everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, we're sorry for being the worst. We just want to, like, I don't know, just provide some background of, like, where we're seeing this from, but also... A lot, just, like, a lot of things that happen in this movie is the first time I'm hearing about them. I can only recall ever learning about apartheid once, and that was in sixth grade and the only reason I remember it is because we were reading out loud in class and this girl pronounced it so wrong so confidently and no one corrected her she pronounced it a parathede and I'm like I don't think that's right but no one's saying anything yeah so obviously we're gonna like handle some race issues and I just wanted to like talk about the fact that we are white and obviously don't know a lot about it so and if we had, like, someone And we're else's- not trying to speak for anyone. Yes. We're just relaying information. <laughs> exactly. I just wanted to make it clear that, like, we're not trying to say, like, we have an important opinion on this because we don't. This is just a part of the podcast. <laughs> if we had someone of color here, we would raise up their voice and That'd tell- be great, but we don't. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. We have very limited <laughs> friends. <laughs> our only other friend is our roommate and Abby, who you heard in the 13th year. And they are also both white, so. Right. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so The Color of Friendship was made in 2000. It yes. starred. It was, wait, it was made in February of 2000, and it was made for oh, Black, History, Black History Month. Oh, it was Black History Month, that's yes. right. Um, uh, it stars um, a girl named Shadia Simmons, who I recognized as Emily from Life with Derek, uh, Derek and Casey's neighbor, who is best friends with Casey and had a crush on Derek. She also um, replaced Nebula in Xenon, the sequel, which yes. we'll get to. Okay, well, the weird thing was, I saw that she was Nebula, and I was like, wait, that's weird, because then raven Simone takes over as Nebula again in Z3. In Z3, she's only in it for, like, well, yeah, she she's probably only, did, like, remotes. Well, well she is. She's only on the phone. But I'm just saying that, like, they had a different Nebula in the second one, and then they yeah. went back to Raven. Maybe she, like, just started Raven, and by the time they got to Z3. Z3 is a little bit later. I don't know whenever it they is, Raven yeah. ended. But maybe, like, she had, like, spare amounts of time. Yeah, I don't know. And then she was also, she'll also be in Quince. Yeah, I saw that, too. I don't remember her from Quince. I think she's just her friend like or friend. one of her friends. Yeah, I don't remember either. But uh, we also have Liz- Lindsay Hahn, who plays Mari, and she was in Seventh Heaven, but she was in season 10 of Seventh Heaven. There are 11 seasons of Seventh Heaven, but she's in season 10. So like the second to last, I didn't know who she was. She played Maggie Hamilton, and she's one of, um, she's in detention with Ruthie. She's like a troubled oh, kid in detention, and they learn about um, some like philosopher or something. I didn't write down his name because I don't know anything because I'm dumb. So... Yeah, they're just, like, in detention, and they learn from this philosopher, and they bond over that. Um, There's also another guy. His name is Carl Lumley. He plays um, Piper's dad. He was uh, Dick Halloran in Doctor Sleep. He's obviously not the original Dick Halloran, because I'm pretty sure that guy passed away, because he was pretty old whenever the original Shining was made. But I noticed that. 
Um, Ryan Cooley is in this. He played, I think his name was Billy. It's like the little white kid who's just <laughs> the like, white friend. Yeah, the white friend who is sometimes with them. And he played JT York in Degrassi. He is one of the OGs from Degrassi. I know you never watched Degrassi. I never watched Degrassi. I, have, I know about everyone uh, out listening. I have so many opinions about Degrassi. It's not a Degrassi podcast. I'm so sorry, but I'm making Maddie rewatch Degrassi with me, all of it. So I can't wait. I thought this was probably made in Canada because that's what I was wondering <laughs> because he was in it. And I was like, and, and Life so with Derek. Yeah, like in Canada. Canada. And that girl, I think, was in like a lot of those like Canadian like kids preteen shows. Yeah. So Shadia Simmons, not that girl. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. We're starting. So we're gonna jump into the movie. This movie was based on a true story, but we're gonna get into that after we go through the yeah. whole thing so we can compare and contrast. Yeah, but before we start, this movie took so long to watch. Not only because we had really shitty Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, that's why we missed a week of uploading, because we couldn't even upload. That's how bad our Wi-Fi was. We couldn't upload the recording that we had of the podcast. It's, like, a little bit better now, but still really messed up, so that's been fun. It's going on, like, three weeks that it's been messed up. Um, so, yeah, but also because there was so much that we needed to cover. This, I, like, like I, I can't even, like, tell you how long it took me to watch this movie. Well, one, because I had to refresh a few times because yeah. of the Wi-Fi. And then, two, I, like, I had, like, 12 Wikipedia pages open by the end of this movie. Like, just, like, because, like I said, I didn't learn anything. Right. So, a lot of this is, like, us trying to teach ourselves. And right. just, yeah. Trying <laughs> to be respectful and everything. Home. Yeah. If so. you're dumb like us. <laughs> So. Okay, so this movie opens with scenes of Washington, D.C. in 1977. Yeah, that a is little thing pops place. up, and funky music is playing. And yeah, we have a montage of D.C. monuments just to really set the scene. Right. Um, we see um, a young girl in the mirror. She's putting paint on her face. She yells to her little brother, who's looking at the window, uh, probably for dad, because they're like, is he coming? He said he'd be here for dinner. Yeah. So the car, it's car pulls up to the house, and we're guessing dad is here. So this girl is putting on bracelets and what looks like, I don't know the official name. It just looks like traditional, like, African culture clothing. I don't know if there's, like, a specific tribe related to this. Mm-hmm. It just looks like kind of like what you would see generic. This is a black, this is the black family, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and so dad yeah. gets out of the car and everyone at the table, as he, like, walks in, everyone at the table simultaneously <laughs> yeah. says, hi, daddy. It's really weird. It's so weird. <laughs> they put on these, like, African drums on the record player. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, dad comes home. We find out that he works for the government. We don't exactly know what yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, they call them African tribal drums that's playing on the record. And so the girl, her name, the teenage girl, her name is Piper, and she um, is dressed this way because she wants to do a student exchange program where a student from Africa will come and live with them for a few months, and she says to enrich our lives and form a bond with our black African brothers and sisters. <laughs> but dad isn't fully on board yet. Well, yeah, mom and dad kind of laugh at her at, like, what she's saying and, like, how badly she wants this. Right. But they're also considering it. So later we cut to mom and dad in bed, and they hear the African drums again from Piper's room. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God, she's never going to let this go. And so they're really talking about it, and they're talking about how it might help shorten the cultural divide between black Americans and black Africans, which was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're talking about it, and Piper's listening in the doorway as they're, like, considering whether or not they should have like a random person come live with them and they were saying they could come from anywhere on the continent of africa and piper would be glad about it right 
Um, but then <laughs> dad is like, okay, well, if we have this kid, uh, they're going to be your responsibility, mom. Not, <laughs> I have work to do. And I'm like, bitch, is that how you treat your own children? <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't remember that part. But Piper runs come in before they even, like, officially say yes. She comes running in. She's like, thank you, guys. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, I think he was more of just, like, like dealing with, like, I don't know, certain, um, like, assimilation, like, help, like, mom. I think mom is a stay-at-home mom. In real life, she was an attorney, but in the movie, she yeah, is. Yeah, in the movie, she's a stay-at-home mom. And I think it just meant, like, helping with, like, assimilation and all, like, the details that go with it. I, like, I think dad would welcome them into the family. Like, yeah. But I just thought that was weird. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we cut to Dundee, South Africa, and we're meeting the other main character. And so we're at a restaurant, and we see a waiter pouring water, and then we cut to this white family at a table. The entire the entire restaurant is full of white people eating, and then we see um, black workers kind of. Yeah, like, like servers workers, and waiters, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and so there's a girl the same age as Piper, and her name is Mari. She asks mom if she can talk to dad about going in the foreign exchange student por- program. And mom says he'll talk about it later. And then she says, as always, he'll decide what's best, which is like <laughs> icky. I know it's the 70s. I know it's a different culture, but also I don't like it. So. Well, there's a lot of it. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. the least of our worries. I know, but still, I just made note of that. So um, then we see this man walking in the uh, restaurant in uniform. He's like in police uniform. And we see that it's dad. And so dad comes in and says that they caught Stephen... Biko. Biko. Okay. I wanted to make sure I said it right. Yeah. Well, they they say Stephen Biko throughout the movie. And they're yeah. like, we finally caught him. We finally caught Stephen Biko. And the little brother is like, who's Stephen Biko? And the mom says he's a... He's um, a black troublemaker. Yeah, well, she first she says, the or he says, the black agitator, and then yeah. she calls him a black troublemaker. Uh, Dad says that he violated the ban by traveling outside of his area. Yeah, okay, so I looked this up. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, I looked up Stephen Biko, because I've never heard his name before. Stephen Biko is an anti-apartheid activist. Um, he spearheaded the black consciousness movement, which was not only an anti-apartheid activist group, but they also opposed... Um, white liberals kind of, like, being at the forefront of the movement, because they're, like, you're kind of, like, suppressing our voices, the ones who are being affected by this movement. So, in the midst of all this, in 1973, South Africa placed uh, what's called a banning order on Stephen Biko, which meant that he couldn't travel outside um, the King Williamstown Magisterial District or speak to the public or more than one person at a time. So... The magisterial district that he's, like, confined to is, like, part of the magistrate's court, which is, like, kind of, like, the, how the government's set up in South Africa. This is, I learned all this from Wikipedia, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this is not explained in the movie. Right. This is the lowest court level, lowest level of the court system in South Africa for, like, first instances of criminal cases. Um, and, like, that's, like, kind of, like, how all this was set up. So, Stephen Biko was banned to this one, um like, court district, basically. But he traveled outside that, and that's how he was, I guess, finally arrested. Because since, I don't know, throughout, like, for years, um, he had been a big anti-apartheid activist making noise. And then it was, wasn't until he traveled outside his band, his district, um, that they were finally able to arrest him. Which dad was a part of yeah in this movie mm-hmm. and so uh mom at, after they talk about this says maybe our country can now have some peace um and so like they're talking about this like political stuff and then obviously mari is like a young 
child still I mean a teenager but she's like wants to get back to what she wants to talk about and so she kind of like motions to mom like to ask dad and so her brother is the one who ends up talking about it and dad's like what do you mean and the brother's like Mari wants to go to America and do a foreign exchange student program and so dad and she starts trying to like explain herself and dad cuts her off looks at mom and is like do you think this is a good idea And so mom kind of explains that, like, yeah, she's young and, like, it will be far away. But, like, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's something we can afford. If if she's with a responsible family, like, why shouldn't we let her do this? And so dad is kind of hesitant, but he agrees. Um, And then this is my least favorite scene. Okay, I have seen The Color of Friendship before. And when I was younger, um, there was a lot of it that I don't remember. Obviously, rewatching this, there's a lot that I didn't understand and just don't remember at all. But I remember this scene so vividly because it just, like – is horrifying and I really don't like it. So we're in the restaurant and we see this bus boys like carrying a big like uh, tray of like plates and bowls and all this stuff of like used uh, plates and he drops it and some of the stuff spills on this white man, this elderly white man. And so he goes to like pick it up and he apologizes and this man kicks him over and says bloody, um, there's this word that they use. <laughs> it's a K word. It's basically, we learn later that it's the N word. We're not going to use it. Yeah, we're not going to say it, but he says that word. Um, and so, like, at this time, we don't really know what it means. But we see, like, everyone in the restaurant, like, watching what's going on. And some people, like, kind of seem uncomfortable, but nobody no says, one says anything. anything. Yeah. And then after that, we just kind of, he, the waiter just, like, gets up and has to just, like, move along. Because that's, like, where they live and what happens. Um Parents don't say anything. and There is a couple of people coming up to, like, the white man being like, oh, look, are you okay? Yeah. Like, as if he suffered. <laughs> yeah, but we, like, we see that Mari and her family see this, and the parents don't say anything, and then we just cut to the Mari next Mari looks, scene. like, a little uncomfortable, but, like, not enough to, she's, like, 14, so. Yeah, yeah. So we cut to the next scene, and we're at Mari's house, and Mari is talking to Flora. Flora's kind of, like, their, like, maid. Like, their housekeeper. Yeah. But also chef. Yeah, she's black, and she's, I don't know. We don't really know, like, all the... Like, the situation. Yeah. We don't know, like, how, like, if she's treated well. We don't know if she's paid. We don't know if this was, like, forced. Yeah. Or, yeah, we don't We, really we know don't know the background, and I couldn't really, like, find anything when I was trying to research, like, what the situation would have been, but she works for them. We know that. Um, and so she's talking to Flora, and she's talking about going to America. And Flora says that she thinks America will be good for Mari because they think differently over there. And then Mari just kind of blows it off, and she's like, well, I'm not going there to think. I'm going to America to have fun. Yeah, well, we kind of see that, like, Flora is, like, kind of, like, has, like, a different agenda here. She doesn't really say anything, mm-hmm. but we can tell that she thinks that going to America, Mari might be able to see what is really, like, going. Like, not, like, she's not... She probably doesn't think that, like, her mind will be changed, Mm -hmm. but maybe just, like, see things a little differently. Yeah, well, we know that Flora knows a lot more than Mari does because she's older and just, like, knows the situation better. And she never, like, outright says anything. It's always just, like, keep your, like, have an open mind. Just, like, see what you see over there. Um, And so we come back to D.C. We go back to D.C. and, um, what's her name, Piper? Yeah. And her, she has two little brothers are talking to... Um, Piper's friend, who is from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never got his name. Yeah, I don't know that they ever say what his name is. Okay, well, I'm just going to call him friend. <laughs> friend, yeah. So they're talking to their friend, and he they're talking about like, the foreign exchange program. And um, I think at this point they know that they're getting someone from South Africa. Mm-hmm. And then he brings up apartheid in South Africa. And he's like, oh, well, and the kids are kind of like, well, what's apartheid? And he's like, well, you know, blacks and whites are treated differently. Um, apartheid comes from the word apart hood. 
And so um, blacks are really basically, like, he doesn't, like, say it, like, intensely, but just, like, oppressed in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Well, and Piper kind of mentions that she's heard about this before. Like, mom and dad talk about it because her right. dad is a, a congressman. Yeah, we can kind of see, like, the kids, like, don't really understand, but Piper sort of has a sense of yeah. what's going on. Um, and so the friend asks if Piper knows what tribe the student will be coming from. He says that there are nine tri- tribes in South Africa, and they all speak different languages. Um, so he's just trying to, like, get an understanding right. of her so they could kind of welcome her better. Uh, but then we cut to Mari, and she's talking to Flora again. And then she says, she's telling Flora that she's staying with the congressman I'm DC. Going to say with the congressman. Yeah, she's really excited about this because she's like, ooh, fancy. And so she says that it's a California rep named Ronald V. DeLumes. That's how she says it. <laughs> DeLumes. And so Flora's eyes kind of are like, I don't know, she kind of like cocks her head and she's like, kind of like DeLumes. And she's and then Mari's like, yeah, isn't that a weird name? And Flora's like, are you sure it's not Delums? And she's like, no, it's DeLumes. Yeah. And Flora's just like Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Flora kind of, Flora knows something, and we can tell. And yeah. then Flora is like, have you sent them a picture? And she's like, no, I don't need, like, why would I need to? Yeah, she's like, the application didn't tell me to. So, like, Flora already knows at this point that they are probably expecting a black person. Well, yeah. But, well, she knows the name, because like, we right. find out more about this later, but she knows who they are, basically. Um, yeah, and so the brother, uh, Mari's little brother, comes over, and he has this little, like, bird cage, and he caught a bird in it, and he says, oh. just, like, catch a bird? I don't know, but <laughs> he caught a weaver bird, and so he's like, oh, it's a weaver bird, and Flora knows all about it, and so Flora starts telling them about the weaver bird, and she talks about how, like, um, uh, well, the brother is like, I need to, I don't know what it eats. And Flora's like, it eats seeds. And she's like, in my village, like where I come from, there were a lot of those. And so we know a lot about them. They're really interesting because like they work together, even though like different families of birds like work together to build their nests right. together. Like, they're yellow and black and red. Yeah, they come in all different colors and they work together. And th- so we got some heavy symbolism with the birds right. here. And then Flora says, why can't people be more like that? And then Mari comes back with, because people are not birds, Flora. The things you say sometimes yeah like (laughs) okay yeah so damn um, after this like supposed to be very nice scene that mari ruins (laughs) we cut to flora carrying mari's suitcases out and we learned that she packed everything for her i can't even imagine (laughs) mari's asking like oh did you pack this did you pack a coat for me maybe if you wanted those things you should have packed it yourself mari well i yeah well that kind of tells us more about like what the situation is with flora i guess or at least like it's trying to insinuate yeah i just i can't even imagine like someone else packing my suitcase yeah it's i don't know like choosing the things for me to bring i i don't know it was also like the 70s so it's like weird because i don't know how many clothes like you had back then like do you just have like a few outfits or like well she at this point she'd only worn her school uniform yeah. Like, what does she even wear in South Africa? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she packs everything. The bro comes, the brother comes, <laughs> uh, my notes are very um, limited, but the brother comes over and he's waving this flag and Mari quickly takes it away from him. Um, and she asks where he got it. It's this black, green, and yellow flag. And Mari, like, I, I just found it in the street. Like, I don't know. And yeah. then Mari's like, this is the flag of the black troublemakers. Yeah. Dad would kill us if, if you saw, if he saw it. And so she, like, gives it to Flora, who, like, kind of, like, discreetly, like, rolls it up. Mm-hmm. So, like, I looked it up, like, the, like, actual, like, symbolism of this flag, which, like, we can assume is, like, anti-apartheid. Mm-hmm. But it's also for, like, the African National Congress, which, according to Wikipedia, was sort of just, like, the political party that's anti-apartheid. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. So mom and dad come over, and dad is, like, 
super annoying in this movie for many reasons, but he comes over and he says, well, I don't really have to say goodbye because you'll be back within the week. You'll be calling and wanting to come home. Yeah, he's so annoying by Yeah, he's, like, he's so condescending. And so, like, the only one who is nice to her is Flora, and she's like, have fun in America and pay attention. Right. Um, and so they drive away, and Flora takes out the flag, and you can see that she's kind of, like, like, holding it. Yeah, she's, like, it. holding it, and, like, you can tell that there's something going on. So then we see Flora's in, like, her room or her it, house, wherever she right, is. Right, wherever she lives. It's very small. There's, like, brick walls. It, like, it's, like, almost a cell, but, like, not really. Yeah, it's very, like, a small quarters. And, right. And so she's, like, sewing something, and then we it go. It looks like she's sewing buttons into, like, Dad's police jacket. Yeah, and so then we go over and we see her sewing kit, and she has the flag, like, now up on the top of the sewing kit. And in there, we see that she has these saved newspaper clippings. And one of them, the uh, title is, California Congressman Leads Attack Against Apartheid in South Africa. with, And it's a picture of Congressman... Dallas. Yeah. And so she is like looking at that. And then after that, we cut to the Dellums talking I to did, reporters. Um, I did some research on Congressman Dellums. He did a lot of things, but like his main thing was um, anti apartheid, which he started in 1972, according to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of this will, I'll get to at the very end. <laughs> yeah. Because it shows up then. Yeah. So whenever we cut back to um, DC, uh, Congressman Dellums is talking to the reporters. He's talking about the disparity between white and black people in South Africa. And it's kind of is like, uh, whenever I was doing research, people sometimes uh, compare this to the Jim Crow laws in America, like right. back in the day, like separate but equal. But obviously that's not what's going on in South America. That wasn't what was going on in America uh, back in the days. So, <laughs> um, And this like little like speech he's giving, there's press there but it's like a really small crowd and you can t- and he says something about like being disappointed that like not enough people have come out well like, yeah he's not like, he, at, like this point like it's like kind of implied that not enough people in america really are like taking this issue too seriously yeah well and like a police siren goes off and all the reporters just like leave i guess to cover that i guess that's what it's trying to do because there's a siren that goes by and then it just like stops his press conference yeah. altogether yeah, so the family's talking about that. He's disappointed, but the mom's like, you know, you, you're doing what you can, and that's a good thing. Right. And so they go, they're going to the airport to pick up Mari, mom, Mari Bach. Yeah, mom and Piper leave for the airport, and they're waiting there at the gate. And it wasn't until, so I didn't go on a plane until this past year, and my dad would always be, like, seeing, like, movies, like, before 9-11, like, being at the gate, and my dad's like, can't do that anymore. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Even though I have flown, I don't, like, exactly know, what, like, I guess I get it, like, you just can't go in you can just like wait but yeah you can't go like past security yeah to like yeah. wherever all the gates are but anyway they're sitting there at the gate because it's 1977 yeah and the plane um is like coming the plane boards or on board on board <laughs> i don't know what i'm trying to say they all get off the plane. they all get off the plane <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so they don't know what she looks like because this is 1977 they don't have a picture of her they don't have like any email correspondence with her it's really weird because like obviously all this stuff is going on but you also have to think about the time in terms of like technology and like how crazy it is that the only like correspondence they've had is like one letter like not even it's pretty much just like their application yeah so they're like waiting trying to find her and they see this like woman get off and she's kind of in like traditional like african she's a black woman and yeah in, like traditional dress yeah and so they're like mari mari and she like walks right past them to whoever is like there to pick her up and so and then we see the real mari 
literally walk right past them, like, not even ready. Yeah, and so she's, like, the last one off the plane, and they're like, oh, like, like yeah, where like, is she? So they go up to a flight attendant, and they ask, they're like, we were waiting for this person, Mari Bach, and then Mari, like, hears her name, and she's like, oh, well, that's me, and she, oh my god, Piper and her mom turn around, and Piper's face just drops to the floor. <laughs> she's like, uh. <laughs> it's like, like, there's literally, like, no hiding it to be nice. Like, no. they're so disappointed yeah so mom like reaches out her hand to inter- i'm gonna talk about mom like later in the movie. oh yeah yeah yeah. mom reaches out her hand to like introduce herself but mari does not take it yeah um and then mari's like where's the congressman uh she kind of i believe she thinks that these are just like the congressman's like um like workers i yeah. guess and so she gives them her bags, and she's like, I'll point out which ones are mine on the baggage claim, assuming yeah. that they're just going to carry her bags for her, because yeah. that's what it's like in her Well, country. yeah, and she doesn't understand that this is her host family yet, because right. they never, like, outright say that. So, right. yeah. So uh, they have the bags, and then they, mom, <laughs> so we cut to, like, wherever dad's dad. Dad's office building. Yeah. And so mom goes in, and she's, like, talking to dad, and she's trying to warn him that Mari is white. But dad is just like, where is she? She didn't have to wait in the hallway. And so Piper. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they should have, at least, like, at the, um, like, initial realization and, like, dad's political presence, they might have, like, canceled the office meeting, maybe a wait, wait or until Or just, like, had dad come out in the hallway and meet her. Right. like, all of dad's colleagues are in there right now, too, and a lot of them are black. They're all black. Mari yeah. walks into the room of literally, like, all black congressmen. Mm-hmm. And she goes up and she's like, where's the congressman? Yeah, she said, I thought I was going to meet a congressman. And then mom's like, yeah, this is my husband. And, and then Mari. host family. Mari laughs. And Ooh, she's it's like, so bad. Yeah, she's she laughs and she's like, oh, is this a joke? It's oh, yeah, it's so bad. And just like everyone's face, like it literally pans around the room, and everyone's face <laughs> like, is yeah, just these like black congressmen. <laughs> yeah, and they're all just like, uh, yeah. And so mom talks about how they all assumed wrong. Um, at this point, um, oh, they're outside already. Like they've left the room that they were in, and mom is talking to Piper, and Mari's walking like five feet behind them for some reason. So, like, Mom and Piper are talking like Mari's not even there. But she's like, yeah, like, obviously we assume that African meant black, and she assumed that congressmen went white poli- meant white politician. Right. Um, and so they're, like, talking about this, and Piper says, did you see how she acted when she found out who we are? And it's like, also, Piper, did you see how you acted whenever you saw her? <laughs> like, it's not a justification because right. Mari's actions are a lot worse, as we will come and see, but um, it still wasn't good. Right, so... We cut back to the Dellums house and the little brothers and the and Piper's friend from Nigeria and then the little white the kid, little white kid <laughs> JT York. We're assuming is a friend of the little brother because the little brothers look like around the same age. They might be like one year apart or like twins or something. Yeah. Um. They're getting ready for the arrival at home. They're all dressed up in like traditional like African clothes. They put on music. They have a sign that's like. Um, that uses like co- like African color, like kind of not like African colors, but like green and red and yellow and black, uh, like colors you would normally see like on a flag. Mm-hmm. Um, so they walk in, and well, before they walk in, Mari like kind of like seems surprised at their house whenever they roll up. Well, yeah, she asks like where we are, and they're like, "This is our house," and she's like, "You live here?" I don't really know like what she's impl- like. Maybe she thought it was big because like her house was like the same size. Well, I, I think she's just surprised that they're black and that's their house because I, guess. I don't think that that's how it is in South America at that time. Yeah, so they walk in, and all the boys 
say welcome in I don't know what the language is. Well, he says something about Zulu. I don't think that's a language, but like that maybe that culture. I don't know. We don't know anything. Sorry. Right. We don't. It's a language yes. that they assume is associated with her culture. Yeah. Uh, and they just, like, kind of yell surprise. There's African drums, like, blaring in the background. Yeah. And then Mari just, like, runs upstairs and locks herself in Piper's room. Well, before, Mom's like, oh, hey, let's, like, calm down a little bit. Mom starts introducing them, and then Mari runs away and locks herself in Piper's room. And, and then one of the boys goes, I thought we ordered a real African. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, like, okay, that's one of the things in this movie. I think that they use the little kids as comic relief because there are, right. like, very serious moments. There were, there were some of the parts where I just, like, skipped over what the kids said. So I was like, yeah. this is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this part was kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they go, all go upstairs after Mari, and they ask her to come out, but instead, she locks the door. Yeah, she just, like, locks herself in my dress room. Yeah, and so, then we skip to dinner, we see that there's, like, no, Mari isn't there, like, there's an empty plate, she's still up in Piper rooms, and so the little- Piper rooms. Piper's room, my bad. Um, and so one of the little brothers is like, she's treating us like we're diseased, which is true. Um. <laughs> right. Later that night, um, the Piper went to the guest room to sleep, which is where Mari was supposed to um, stay. Uh, yeah. Later that night, Mari finally like opens the door. She goes downstairs to call her family and probably to say, like, I want to come home. Mm-hmm. Um and then immediately, so, like, her fa- she gets her family on the phone. She's talking to mom, thinking, like, hey, everyone. Dad immediately is like, oh, she's calling to come home. She, I already, I gave her a week. Oh, she's coming home a day. And Mari's like, fuck that. Yeah. And Mari's, like, stubbornness to her father overcomes her racial, pre- her racial prejudice. It's really, see, stubbornness can be a good thing. Her, <laughs> like, trying to st- prove it to the man. Exactly. She, because her dad is so condescending, just, like, the entire movie, it's so frustrating. Right, and so she's just like, um, no, actually, I'm having the time of my life, yeah. dad. She's like, I'm calling you to talk about how wonderful it is here, even though she's literally been locked in Piper's room the entire time. Right, so then we cut to, uh, Mr. and, or Congressman and Mrs. Della in their bedroom and mom is trying to be like we should try and make this work well and mom has said this from the beginning even like mom is really like a neutral mediator yeah and she's like we just need to give this time like none of us were expecting this we need to give some time to like adjust but But, it's gonna be fine but dad is like i can't have a racist white south african living in my home while fighting apartheid yeah but then mom is like she's a child she can learn um mom believes in her from the very beginning we love mom yeah um, so we cut to the next day, mom comes in and she has some fast food and she hands it to Piper and asks her to bring the food up to Mari. And Piper Mari still has not come down for any meals. So they're like, she must be starving. Yeah. And so Piper's annoyed and she's like, if she won't come out, she should starve. But she goes up to the room anyway. Um, uh, at this point we see Mari kind of like inspecting like Piper's stuff. She I don't know up, what she's been doing for the past two days if yeah. she wasn't doing that already. She picks up a Sean Cassidy record. <laughs> And she sees this letter that's addressed to her, and she opens it, and it's, like, two black um, women, and kind of in, like, traditional, like, African paint on the mm-hmm. front of it. And it's, like, welcome, like, we're gonna, like, you're gonna have so much fun, you're gonna have the time of your life, and she's kind of, like, disappointed. <laughs> yeah, um, and so Piper knocks on the door, and she's, like, trying to talk to the door, telling her she has food and all this stuff, and after no response, Mar- Mari literally says nothing. Piper takes, a, like, a bobby pin out of her hair and starts picking the lock. <laughs> she, like, opens the door, and she's like, I've locked myself out of my own room enough times to know how to get in. Right, so she's like, I got fries, or, like, my mom got you fries and a chocolate shake, and <laughs> she says, you do jerk chocolate, don't you? Or maybe you only like vanilla. Ooh. And, again, Mari says nothing the entire she, time. She kind of, like, looks down, like, 
Like, she's kind of ashamed because, like, she's being the worst, but she doesn't say anything. Right. And so Piper, like, disgustingly picks up the letter that she addressed to Mari. Like, ugh. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't believe you opened that. Yeah. Um, Uh, And then Mom comes, and Mom says that she called the foreign exchange program uh, people, and she said that if they can't find a new host family for her, then she's going to have to go home. Because at this point, like, Mari hasn't said anything. They're assuming she's just going to go home because she hasn't left the room and, like, nothing. She hasn't said anything. Yeah. Um, uh, so before le- leaving the room, Piper says, are all South Africans weird or is it just you? Yeah, and, and then, then she walks away. Yeah, and then at this point, Dad's voice is echoing in Mari's head again, like, oh, you're only going to be here for a week. Yeah, you're you going to come crawling back home. That's not how he sounds like. Yeah, well, he's on <laughs> South African and neither of us can do an accent like that, so we're not even going to no. try. <laughs> we're, we're just going to assume the accent of all dicks <laughs> yeah, basically. that we've been using for the Every Disney Channel movie. Yeah. Um, so later that night, Piper comes. Oh. Wait, wait. Dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dad calls mom from work and he's like, is she still there? Um, and Piper is kind of like, I was disappointed because I wanted a sister. And mom's, you know, mom's like trying to like settle down. Mm-hmm. She's like, um, you know, we went through a lot of trouble to make this easy for her. And she's like, you know, she's only human. She's a product of how she was raised mm-hmm. and then Piper's like but she's not like us she's not like me I wanted someone like me well yeah and then Piper is like she runs off and she's saying no wonder dad can't stand South Africans and this gets under mom's skin yeah. a lot so mom follows her and mom, mom mom says you've never heard your father say that yeah well like, that's not true yeah exactly and so they're kind of like talking about this and she's saying that it's not like the fault it's not Mari's fault like she was raised the way that she was right. she says it's the government it's not the people like do you remember your reaction at the airport? Like, that was not okay. Yeah, yeah. And so at this point, Mari comes out of her room, well, and, and she's, she's, like, like listening like, to what's going on. Uh, she overhears that Piper says she she's the one who wants to leave. No one's throwing her out. Right, because um, whenever she brings up their reaction at the airport, Piper's like, well, I got over it. And then Mom's like, well, maybe she will, too. She just needs, like, this is not her home. Right. Well, yeah, like, in her defense, she is in a, like, completely different country. (laughs) They all have all their family and all this stuff. So it is, like, very different for her. Right. Then they're like, well, maybe we'll try the program again. Like, we don't know. Yeah. So Mari comes downstairs. She joins them. And she's like, hey, like, I actually want to stay. Like, I don't want to go home. And so Mom is obviously like, well, you can stay. And so she goes upstairs and starts unpacking her stuff. At this point, Piper comes up. And Mari apologizes to Piper. But, like, not very like not a very good apology just kind of like like sorry like just like sorry for everything I guess yeah it's a very broad sorry but it's not like it's very good it's a step it is yeah and so Piper is still mad but she said that she's glad she's staying yeah Piper's like you know we want you to stay yeah and then um Mari's like oh like I I saw that gift but I didn't open it and Piper's like oh like open it and then Mari's like oh I have a gift for you too yeah I'm like okay we're gonna open these gifts at the same time and they open them together and they both got each other these like cute little like bracelets or necklaces or something I can't really tell. Yeah, we, they never put them on, so we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, really cute. They're like, oh, like, we have the same taste. Because uh-huh. Mari's like, well, like, they, they only told me that, like, you're my age, so I got you something that I would like. Mm-hmm. And so Piper got her something that she would like. Oh, it's kind of a cute moment. Cute like their first, their first, like, little moment Yeah, l- okay. Whenever I was younger, like I said, I've seen this before, and I liked this movie for some reason. I guess I kind of liked that it was, like, more serious, even though I didn't really get it. But this was, like, a moment that I liked, because I was like, oh, my God, they're getting along now. <laughs> I was dumb and stupid, so. Well, so <laughs> yeah. Um, they look at Piper's um, record of Casey and the Sunshine Band, and yeah. they, like, kind of, like, open it, and they see all the members of the band. And Marty says uh, they're Bantu, and everyone she knows thinks that they're white. 
uh, everyone in our country thinks that the band is white. And mm-hmm. Piper's like, band too? But then the conversation quickly changes. Mari doesn't say anything. Yeah. And Piper tells Mari that, you know, we'll just move you to the guest room because this is my room. <laughs> yeah, and- Piper's like, I'm glad you're staying, but you can't stay in my room anymore. <laughs> right. So Mari walks out with her suitcases, like, to go down to the guest room. And this is whenever Dad walks up at the same time. And he's like, oh, like, let me help you with your suitcase, like, thinking that she's leaving. Yeah, because the last he heard, he called them, like, earlier this day. And he's like, oh, is she leaving? And they're like, yeah. And so, and then Piper's like, Dad, what are you doing? We're just going to the guest room. Right. And Dad is not happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Dad's disappointed that she's staying. He, yeah, he's arguing with Mom, and he's like, I'm not okay with how she treated us. Um, and at this point, Mom is looking at her application, mm-hmm. and that's when they find out that their, her dad is a South African cop. Yeah. And Dad, like, flips out. He's like, no, 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 we can't do this. Yeah, and Dad says, he accuses it of being, like, a Jew inviting a Gestapo over for laughs. Yeah. Yeah, so that's something that, that's in this movie. That, yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna get <laughs> So, Mom thinks that Dad is only scared because he'll get to know her and he'll like her. Because Dad sees everything, like, very black and white. Like, she is a white South African, her dad is a cop, that means that she's racist, she's bad, like, that's right. that. And she's like... She's like, I think you're scared of getting close and discovering that apartheid is more complicated than we think. And then dad says, apartheid is complicated, but racism is not. Racism is wrong. And then mom responds, um, mom is like, if we have the opportunity to correct it, like, shouldn't we? Yeah, because dad's like, well, our kids aren't racist. And she's like, yeah, Yeah, because we we raised them that way. And at this point, Piper um, interrupts the conversation. She's like, we need towels for Mari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we cut to the next morning. And at breakfast, Piper is like, I need some new school clothes, Mom. Let's go to the mall. Yeah. Um, and so then Mari comes down for the first time. She, and everyone just, like, stir- turns and looks at her. She's, like, kind of, like, walking in, like, timidly. Like, yeah. just checking out the situation. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, like, you want to go to the mall with us today, Maureen? She's like, oh, yeah, like, that sounds great. Yeah, so she sits down. She's like, oh, can I have some orange juice? They pass her the orange juice. And, like, after she pours it, she's like, hey, can I have blah, 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 blah. And she, like, has all of these specific well, requests. she doesn't even ask. She's just like, oh, I'd also like, like, sausage and pancakes and, I don't know, all these other things that she has in South Africa that they don't yeah. have here. And then at this point... All the kids, Piper and the two little brothers, leave the table. Yeah, they excuse themselves, and they're like, so, we'll let mom handle this. Right, so right now it's just Mari and mom. And mom goes, do you have a maid, a handmaiden, and something like that? And Mari goes, oh, we have Flora. And then mom is like, listen, when you're here, you're going to be treated like part of our family. And our children eat when we eat and eat what we make. Mm-hmm. And she's, and she's, um, yeah, she's basically like, you'll be a part of the family, and you'll do what they do. I'm... Do, will not make whatever you just asked for. Yeah, like, not special treatment. So she hands her a box of cereal, and she's like, this is what we have for breakfast this morning. Enjoy! It's Fruityos or something. <laughs> yeah. And Mari just, and when mom leaves the table, and Mari just kind of, like, slowly, like, pours the cereal into the bowl. <laughs> I bet she discovers, like, wow, these are delicious. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we cut to them going outside. They're uh, getting in the car ready to go to the mall. Yeah. And all of their neighbors are waving hi to Piper and Mom. Just, like, friendly neighborhood Mm -hmm. stuff. And, like, while this is happening, we see that some of their neighbors are black, some of their neighbors are white, and Mari's like, oh, like, what do these people do? Yeah, well, she first asks, like, do they all work for the government? And Mom's like, no, like, some of them are doctors, some of them are lawyers, some of them are professors. Mm -hmm. And they, like, continue waving hi, and they're like, hi, Roscoe! (laughs) Yeah. 
And so Mari's kind of, like, realizing that, like, oh, like, people are living in the same neighborhoods. And, like, I think she, like, understands because he he's a congressman. He has, like, more money than maybe other, like, black people in the area right. do. She's just trying to, like, get a feel for it because it's very different than South Africa, obviously, at that right. time. Uh, so then they're on their way to the mall. And they start to drive through what is an obviously, like, poorer part of town. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, with, like, buildings are kind of run down. There's, like, people just kind of, like, walking around on There's the streets. There's graffiti. Drinking. Like, yeah. Um, and Mari's like, are we still in D.C.? And Mom's like, yeah, we are. And she's like, oh, it looks like one of our townships. And I looked this up because I was like, what is a township? Well, and Mom says, yeah, I bet it does. Yeah, so a township is an underdeveloped, segregated, like, low-income area that during apartheid was specifically reserved for any non-whites. So, like, any, like, low-income, like, urban areas, they were, like, if you're not white, basically, just got, like, put there. Mm -hmm. This is what I learned from Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, and so as they're, like, driving through, they get to a stoplight, and a man starts, like, cleaning their windshield, which is, like, something I've seen in movies. I've never, like, had it done in real life. But... I don't think anyone's ever... I I feel like I've had, like, people ask or, like, knock on my window. Yeah. Well, that's what... He knocks on the window, and Mari's, like, like, all concerned, because it's this black man. And she's like, oh, my God, what's going on? And the mom is just like, oh, he just, like, wants to clean the window. So he starts cleaning their windows while they're at the red light, and Mari's like, what is his job? And she's like, I mean, he's washing windows today. And she's like, so what does his card say or something? Right. She's like, does his pass say window washer? And Piper's like, his pass? Like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, but mom knows what she's talking about, because obviously mom is, like, a, a lot more aware of what's going right. on. So she starts explaining that in South South Africa, blacks have to carry around ID cards that state their occupation and where they're allowed to travel for work. And Piper asks what for. And Mari's like, oh, well, to help the police keep track of them. And Piper, like, asks why. Again, like, why do the police need to keep track of them? And Mari says it's for their own good. Just like it's nothing. Yeah, and Mari's... And, and Piper asks, like, do they like that? And Mari's like, oh, they probably like, like no, it. She's like, like why would safe she and says, out of why trouble. wouldn't they? Yeah. She obviously, like, Mari doesn't get it. She only knows, like, what she's been taught and yeah, what Mari, she's been raised to believe. We can tell that Piper is really, like, suppressing a lot. Like, yeah. the things that Mari says, like, Piper, like, kind of understands that she doesn't really know any better. Mm-hmm. And she's, and, like, during this conversation, it's kind of like, well, why does that have to happen? Like, why does that have to happen? But she's not, like being mean about it basically she's basically just trying to get her like to ask her her opinion right but mari doesn't really have an opinion of her own right now like she thinks she does it's just like her family what she's been taught right so after this is over mom gives the man gives money to the man and they drive off Mm -hmm. and they go to the mall and they're walking through the mall and mari's like are all american shopping malls like this like the one that they're at and mom like, subtly explains malls, like, well, there's different stores. <laughs> some are big and some are small. But yeah. Mari's like, no, like, do all malls have, like, blacks and whites? Are they allowed to shop together in the same stores? Mm-hmm. And Mom's like, well, it's against the law for store owners to stop you because of your race. Um, but they wouldn't want to anyway because business is business. And, like, and that made me, like, realize that, like, Civil rights was only, like, 10 years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, only, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, mom and dad probably were, like, stopped from, like, eating at a restaurant or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, oh. Just, it made me think for a second. Yeah. Well, and Piper's just like, that's capitalism, baby. Yeah. Welcome to America. <laughs> yeah, well, because mom's like, well, why wouldn't they want our business? Like, we're trying to give you money. Yeah. So, now, of course, we have to cut to a beautiful oh, shopping so montage. Good. See, and, like, this is the part of the movie I remember. I was like, oh, my God, it's so fun. They're going shopping. Ha ha. And it's all, like, 70s clothing. Mari tries on this cute, such a cute outfit. It's, like, this red, like, crop top and then, like, high-waisted velvet bell bottoms with, like, a denim vest with like a rainbow with clouds sewn on it it was so cute yeah so they have this funny little montage you're like trying on all these different clothes
shows, like all this stuff. So fun. fun. Yeah, they have fun music playing um, and they like find some new outfits, all this stuff. So then we cut to. um, They're at an ice cream place. Yeah, we we cut to the food court and um, there's this cake with candles, people are singing. And then we see this little kid knock into a black waiter and the waiter spills ice cream on this white man. And so Mari sees this and immediately she kind of like flinches, like she doesn't know what's going to happen. Because she flashes back to the interaction she saw at the restaurant at the beginning of the movie where the one guy was kicked. Yeah. And she literally whispers to herself, don't hit him. Yeah. Um, and so the waiter starts apologizing. He tries to, like, clean him up. He's like, I am so sorry. And, like, at this point, everyone is still watching. Like, we don't exactly know how he's going to react. And the man's just like, oh, like, it is fine. It's an accident. Yeah, he literally said, like, it's not your fault. Which, like, even today, like, you yeah. can't expect that. Yeah. Well, because at the same time, Mom and Piper also, like, looked relieved at the situation. Yeah, after he says, like, oh, it's fine. Like, I understand it was an accident. No big deal. All of them, like, take a breath. And they're just like... Okay. Like like I said, it's only 10 years since, like, civil rights, and, like, you don't know what, like, and, like, not only that, but they wanted, like, a good example for Mari to see. Well, yeah, and also, like, like you said, in 2020, if that happened, like, you have no idea how the person would react. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. Like, I I can tell you about things I did in retail where, like, I literally did nothing, and people still yelled at me. (laughs) Yeah, so you just never know. Um, And so... Yeah, um, they're all happy, and then this quartet comes up and starts singing, and they place a cake on the table, and, and they Mari's start singing, like, like happy birthday. birthday. They walk away, and they're like, happy birthday, and the mom's like, oh my god, I didn't know it was your birthday, and Mari's like, it's not, and then they all look at Piper, and she's like, let's she's eat like, the cake. <laughs> so apparently, even back in the 70s, people were scamming restaurants out of free dessert. I don't blame that. them. <laughs> Shut up, we've done that. I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, so back at the back at Dad's office, Dad is planning for the upcoming Pan African Festival when the South African Embassy calls, mm-hmm. and they're basically like, "We just wanted to confirm that uh, Mari Bach is staying with you." And he's like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Okay." And then while he's on the line, he's like, "While I have you, can we talk about Stephen Biko?" And they're like, "I'll forward your request to the ambassador," and they hang up. Yeah. So at this point. Um, we kind of realized that the South African government did not know that Mari was staying with the biggest anti-apartheid activist in America. Right. Um, and so later on, mom and dad are talking about this phone call and mom's like, oh, so you do actually care like what they have to say about it. So we finally see that like, okay, dad's kind of right. on board with what's like, going on like, now. He's still excuses like, well, I don't want people telling me who can stay in my house. I'll make that decision. Yeah. But mom's like. No, you care. <laughs> yeah. So upstairs, we Ma- Mari and Piper are in her room, and Piper's trying on outfits for the first day They're of like school. Like listening to music and trying on clothes, like uh, teenage girl stuff, sister stuff. And Mari explains um, like her school and her uniform, and like how like school is structured, and they have to wear like uniforms every day. And Piper's like, "Oh my god, uniforms!" Right. And so Mari's like, "Wait, so I don't have to wear a uniform?" And Piper's like, "No, not unless my school changed the dress code over the summer." And then Mari's like. Wait, I'm going to your school? She says, I didn't think I'd be going to a Bantu school. Yeah. And Piper's finally like, what is Bantu? Yeah. And she's like, does that mean the N-word? And they literally say the N-word. Yeah, they say the N-word. Um, and, like, for this scene, and because it's coming from a black person, I feel it's appropriate. It's, because, it's like, an educational scene. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, Mari immediately is just like, no, like, that's not that's not what it is. It's like, no, Bantu just means black. Yeah. So, like, if you were in my country, you would be Bantu. Yeah. And, but then she says, uh, this K-word, again, that we heard earlier, is what the N-word is in, like, our country but I would never call you that she was like only Bantu or maybe colored or something right um and then Piper's like 
uh, if all these words, why do you have all these words? Yeah, for why black do you have people? all these words for black people? Like, how many words do you have for white? Mari's just like, just white. Yeah. And again, like Piper, like knows that this is not wrong. She just kind of says like, okay, and then like gets up. Well, yeah. Well, she, there's these cultural differences that I think she just kind of understands that like she can't change it, so she just right. is like, okay. So, um, Which, like, is so mature for, like, a 13-year-old. Yeah. So, later Piper. <laughs> later that night, uh, Piper's mom is doing her hair, like, the night before the first day of school, and she's talking to her mom. She's like, oh, I was talking to Mari. There's, like, all these things they call differently in yeah, South Africa. Yeah, they call, like, suitcases this and shoes this. Yeah. And so then she starts talking about, like, all these different words that they have for black. She's not even saying it, like, in, like, a mean way. She's like, yeah, yeah it's, like, kind of weird. They have, like, all these different words for black people, like this yeah. and this she's and this She's ju- just, like, sharing these things that she's learned with her parents. And she's so like, including this K-word. And then immediately, when she says the K-word. Well, because she says, she was like, yeah, Piper said that, like, she would call Molly. me, uh, oh, yeah, she... Piper said Mari would call me a, and then she says the K word, and she's like, but, and dad, like, gets up, and she, mom, like, like stops. She, for a yeah. like, or maybe it was Bantu, like, I, I don't remember which Yeah, one. and dad, like, freaks out. He is, like, running to go yell at Mari, basically. He's like, I can't, did she call you this word? Oh, my God, I'm gonna go Yeah, and then, and then, uh, Piper obviously realizes she said the wrong thing, right. and she's like, she wait, runs, wait, wait, yeah, no. She and she's after like, and she's like, no, 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 like, she didn't say that, I promise, I promise. Like, and then she said that was, like, what she said, she would never call me, she doesn't say that, and yeah. Yeah, and Piper's like, like, Dad, like, it's okay, like, everything's fine. Yeah. And then they, like, kind of, like, put it to rest and go to bed. Right. So, later that night, Mari walks downstairs by herself. Maybe she's talking about, like, jet lag or something. We don't really mm-hmm. know. Um, and she turns on the light in the living room, and she picks up Roots off the coffee table. Like yeah. The, like, the book, not... <laughs> yeah, not the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she picks, up, she picks up Roots, and Dad comes down. He's like, oh, like, I, I heard something. I was just checking on the noise. Well, she picks it up, and she starts, like, reading it. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, Dad comes up, and he's trying to turn the light off, and then she's like, oh, like, sorry. Dad's like, oh, that's okay. Like, what are you reading? And she and he sees that she's reading Roots. And so Dad tells her that Roots helped white Americans see the horror of slavery. Yeah, and then he's like, did you ever learn about American slavery? And she says no. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, if you want to read it, and if you don't finish it by the time you leave, you're free to keep it. Yeah. Um, Mari apologizes about what happened earlier because she heard all the drama that went, went on about, like, what – Piper accidentally said. Yeah, and Dad's like, oh, like, you heard that? I'm sorry. And she's like, it's okay. Like, maybe I was supposed to hear it. Like, at this point, like, whenever she says that, she is, like, starting to realize, like, her, like, what her actions mean in America. Yeah, well, and she said she's sorry that, like, her actions have led Dad to believe that she would call Piper that. Right. And she's like, and she's like, oh, like, I think I was supposed to hear, like, how outraged you got at this. It makes me realize the impact of what that means. Well, and Dad's and, like, she kind of already has this basic understanding because whenever she's explaining it, she says that she would never Yeah, she's say like, I would word. never call you that. Yeah. But even then, it's, it, it, like, takes a little bit more after seeing, like, how he reacted. Right, right. And Dad's like, you know, I don't think you're a bad person. I just think you've been taught bad things. Right. Which I think is, like, a big, like, point of this movie. And, right, like, because Dad was not okay with this in the first place. Yeah. With, like, any, like, he had, like, the stereotype about her about just, like, being racist and, like, not being able to change and just getting rid of her completely. Well, yeah, and Mom is the one who really fought for that, like we said. We love Mom. But also, um, I did want to mention that, like, it isn't the responsibility of black people to to (laughs) cure racism. Right. Like, it's not their... We want to, like, mention that, but... (laughs) In this case, like... In this movie. Well, yeah, and because they wanted to do that, that's good. Right. They said, like, this is what we're going to do in this situation. Right. 
Um, yeah, so... So, it's the first day of school, yeah. and Mari and Piper are walking the little brothers uh, to elementary school, and they're asking Mari about Africa, and they're like, when you wake up, Dally, how many lions have you seen? And Mari's like, I have only seen lions at the zoo. And they're like, what? Oh my they, god. Yeah, like, they're, like, they're trying to ask her about, like, their vision of Africa. Yeah. And, like, she's, like, explaining, like, no, like, so I, where I live, it's not what you think it is. Yeah, and I think that this is supposed to be, like, a moment of, like, oh, they had, like, these wrong misconceptions, too, but obviously not, not to the same, same degree. <laughs> yeah, not the same. But, um, yeah, yeah, so they drop them off at the elementary school, and then they walk to their middle school. And so they walk inside, and Mari, like, immediately goes up to this employee, and she's like, hey, like, I'm a part of the foreign exchange student program, and the woman just, like, points to a line. She's like, there's the your line. Like, exchanges and transfers wait in that line. It's, like, a super long line of, like, 15 kids. Yeah, and so Mari's like, oh, okay, and Piper's just like, okay, see ya, and just, right. like, leaves. And you <laughs> well, can tell that Mari is, like, very uncomfortable. Mari, like, yeah, she's obviously not comfortable, um, first of all, being, like, left to her own defenses, and, like, second of all, it's a predominantly black school, so again, she's probably uncomfortable because of that. Yeah, like, most of the people in the line are black, and she's, like, kind of walking through, and she looks, like, very scared. She's moving very slowly, and as she's doing this, she's not really, like, looking at where she's going and she bumps she bumps into this like uh black student and she knocks his books down so she goes to pick them up and she like tries to hand them to him this whole time she looks like very scared and like uncomfortable yeah well and she like tries to hand him the books and the guy is just like you're supposed to say sorry when you do that or something and then piper comes over and like hands him the books and she's like leave her alone like it's fine she's sorry right and like, they she picked up the books for you yeah and so they, like, walk away, and Piper, like, takes her to the line. She's like, hey, like, I'll see you at lunch. It'll be okay. Like, this will be fine. Right. Well, we can also, like, obviously the American public school system is very different to whatever education Mari had in South Africa. Right. So after school, everyone eats brownies at the table. Mom has made an after-school snack of brownies. Uh, the two little boys are sitting on one side. Piper and Mari are sitting on the other side. And Piper's like, oh, like, Mari, like, already has homework. And she's like, oh, yeah, I have a book report. And Mom's like, well, what is the book? And she says, it's Cry the Beloved Country by Alan Payton. Um, And I did some research on this book. And so it's basically about this man who travels to Johannesburg. And on the path, uh, he, like, searches for his son. And he sees, like, basically the racial and economic structures that give way to apartheid. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> the gist of the story. Mm-hmm. So, like, mom, like, already, and mom's like, oh, like, I read that book in school. It's pretty important. She's like, I actually have a copy for you if you want to borrow it. And so she goes and she gets the copy. And Mari says, thank you, mm-hmm. which, like, it's not really acknowledged, but it's kind of like a big moment. Yeah, it's the, kind of the first time that we hear something, like, so simple and, like, expected come from her to right. her family, like, her host family. Um, and so everyone apparently just knows that this book is about South Africa. They're like, oh, you've probably read it. And she's like, no, like, I've never heard of it. Right, because later that day, Piper comes into Mari's room. She's reading the book. Mm-hmm. And Piper is, like, surprised that she's never heard of this book before. Like, one of your, like, greatest like, writers from your country, like, yeah. one of your most famous books, and Mari's like, no, like, we, there's, like, certain books, movies, and TV shows that we can't watch, because are the government, in South right, Africa. the government tells us, the government has banned them, and Piper's like, mm, well, that's weird, and she's like, oh, well, do you want to see Freaky Friday? <laughs> well, well, before that, Piper's like, why are they banned, like, what are they trying to protect you from, and Mari's just like, I don't know. Yeah, um, she's never really, like, questioned it. Yeah, and again, like, I think that this is a part that, too, that they're, like, young teenagers, like, they don't think that deeply about these things sometimes because like i said right after this Piper's just like weird and then it's like oh you want to see freaky friday yeah (laughs) so they go to the movies and then Uh, we get another montage wait wait wait. they haven't yeah well well first mari's like yeah and they both say that they glad that she stayed yeah 
I just wanted to put that in there. Yeah. Oh, All right, so and then they get a fun movie montage. Well, and they also have, she's like, oh, you call the movies, movies. We call it a biopic. Or a bioscope. Yeah, oh, bioscope, yeah. Uh, then we have another montage of them bonding. So they go and see movies, and they dance, and they roller skate, they walk to school, and they... Uh, and then in the middle of them dancing, mom comes in and dances oh, too. they're having so it's much so fun. fun. And they, like, disco dance. Yeah, like, they feed ducks, they go ride on bikes, they eat street food. They were really just trying to get the whole DC experience in the 70s. At one point, Mari wears, like, a headband around, like, her forehead with her straight, like, blonde hair parted down the middle <laughs> Really going for that look. <laughs> yeah, so after this montage, we are, they're walking back to their house, and we see some dude in their driveway, and they're not, like, scared by this, or just, like... They're just, like, that's weird. Yeah, so they just, like, walk inside, um, and then the people from the South American Embassy came... South Africa. South, yeah, sorry, South African <laughs> Embassy came to talk to Mom. Um, and so... And they're like, we want to speak to Mari alone. And yeah. And they get her alone, they tell her that she's leaving. Yeah, Mari's like, I don't want to. And they're like, you don't have a choice. Like, you're, you're a minor. Safe. We well, have to take you. Well, yeah, and they're like, you're a minor. You have to come with us. Right. And they also, they, like, subtly notice the book that she, the anti-apartheid book mm-hmm. that she's reading for school. Yeah. So they come downstairs, and Mari's tearfully, she's like, I'm being forced to leave. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't have a choice. Yeah, and, and Piper. Like, okay, we gotta call that. <laughs> yeah, Piper and Mom are like, what is going on? But they don't, like, follow her, which I don't really get. Like, I feel like you would follow her where she's going. I don't know. I don't really know how the government works. I don't really know how. I don't think they can. Can they the, go into the South African embassy? Well, can the embassy just take someone away? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> We're so dumb. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Mari and the embassy people drive into. Um, an anti-apartheid protest outside the South African embassy. Mm-hmm. And at and this point, someone, like, bangs on their window, and they're like, you killed Biko. Biko. What's it? Biko. Biko. That's what I said. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't know. You looked at me confusing. I was just making sure I said it right. I'm very bad at pronouncing things, in case you haven't realized already. Um, and so they're just like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, we'll be to the embassy soon. And so uh, all right. of them are, like, holding signs, like, stop apartheid now, and, like, all this stuff. Right, so they get inside the embassy, and one of the people's assistants say that Biko killed himself, and that's why they took her out of the embassy. Um, and Mari's like, no, like, I, I want to go back. And she and the assistant says, like, you'll understand when you're older. But the assistant's trying to be like, no, like, the, the people you were with were not good because they are black. And Mari's like, no. Well, yeah, but they also said that they pulled out a bunch of, like, South African, like, right. white South African students to go home. Um, and so, and so we go back to dad's office mm-hmm. and already we can tell that he's had like a huge day because Stephen Biko, who was mentioned earlier, has died and dad walks out and he says, Amnesty International confirmed that Biko didn't kill himself, but he died from injuries from the police and his death has sparked nationwide protests. So I did some research on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so after Biko was arrested for traveling outside his uh, banning order, um, they kept him naked, shackled, and he was beaten so much that he developed three brain lesions that resulted in a hemorrhage. Uh, he was forced to remain standing, and whenever they had a doctor come check him out, they claimed no evidence of injury. Um, he was eventually taken to the hospital because blood cells had entered his spinal fluid on September 11th, 1977, and then on September 12th, seventy-seven. He died in, the, in, like, a hospital cell, and the official autopsy stated from, he died from extensive brain injury that caused blood clotting, kidney failure, and uremia, which is when, like, chemicals from the urine, like, get into the bloodstream. Not good. So. 
Um, so yeah, dad finally picks up the phone from Piper and Piper tells him what's going on. Mm -hmm. So then we come back home. Piper is like sitting sad in her backyard Mm -hmm. and her friend from Nigeria uh, comes and he's like, oh, like, hey, I was dropping off stuff from the pan African festival. Like, have you heard what's happened? And she's like, yeah, I heard. Mm -hmm. Um, well, she's, she says that Mari's gone and the friend thinks that Mari's left on her own accord. Right. She's like, oh, like we, my brother and I had a bed once she was going to leave. Yeah. And Piper gets mad, and she's like, "This is what like she didn't want to leave. They took her away." And so the friend starts like asking her all these questions, like not really being a great friend at this point. He's just right. like, "Well, because Piper's like South Africa may have had a lot of problems, but Mari was my friend." And whenever yeah. like she says this, he's like, "He was like, oh, were you really friends?" And he's like. He's, like, so, like, in all these times you talked about, like, all this stuff, like, did Mari ever invite you to go to her home and, like, visit with her? Right. And just, just, like, no, didn't come up. Yeah. And the friend's, like, oh, like, all this stuff. Um, and so he starts talking about Biko and, like, why he was killed. And he's, like, I wonder what Mari would think about that. I get her really, like, I wonder what Mari would think about that. Right. Um, and so, uh, so after this, yeah. we cut to Mari. And Back so, at the South African embassy. Yeah. So the they're woman, watching the Biko funeral on TV, which I guess happens yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They have, well, it's like, they have the, the parents of his, like his parents and like all these people in the streets in South Africa are obviously very upset by what's going on. Right. Um, and there's protests going on all across America as well, because this is like, it made it major news. Yeah, and this kind of calls back to what we saw at the beginning whenever Dad was get, or whenever Congressman Dellums was giving that uh, like kind of like the press conference thing, mm-hmm. and there was a really small crowd, and they got distracted by the police sirens. How they're like, people should be caring more. And I, I guess this is what I'm assuming. Like from this movie, I don't really know mm-hmm. that this was like might have been like a turning. point. Yeah, we don't we don't for, know, but in the movie, it makes it seem like this was this a turning is a turning point, point anti-apartheid in America. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so back at the South African embassy, um, the assistant gives Mari the phone to inform her parents that she is, like, flying out at 6 a... Or she'll be flying in at 6 a.m. and they need to pick her up at the airport. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then the assistant has to go deal with something else, so Mari is left, um, by the phone with... by herself, mm-hmm. and she calls Piper's number, but before Piper can answer, she hangs up, thinking that Piper isn't answering her. Even she only let it; she didn't even like let it go to voicemail. Well, that was <laughs> the voicemail. thing. Answering machines weren't a thing yet. Well, they might have been, but I don't think everyone had one. So if oh. you didn't have one, it just kept ringing. I think. I don't know. <laughs> I was born like, in the nineties. I we had answering <laughs> machines with landlines. <laughs> yeah. I recorded my ours for my family when I was like four. Oh wow. I don't know what ours was. Uh, so then she calls her parents, but she hangs up whenever she sees Congressman Dellums in the embassy. Yeah. And she runs over to him, and he assures her that everything will be okay. Yeah. So then we cut to Piper is sitting alone in her room with the lights off, <laughs> listening to sad music. And Mari comes in, turns on the light, and she's like, I'm back, bitch! But she doesn't say that. She's just like, what? Basically says <laughs> She's like, what's up? And Piper's Piper, like, what happened? And she's like, the congressman told the ambassador that taking, or no, the congressman explains to mom in the kitchen mm-hmm. uh, that taking a young girl against her will would only make their image of a, after a um, large, or large, uh, widely known activist dying mm-hmm. would not, like, help them at well, Yeah, all. Um, but whenever Mari comes in the room, Piper seems, like, less than thrilled. She's just like, why are you back? Right. So we can kind of tell, like, what her friend said has got to her. Right. So Mari, like, kind of sits down, starts just, like, hanging out, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, like, that embassy felt like prison, like, an outside felt like a war zone, and... Uh, yeah, <laughs> not great. Not great to say that after what's going on. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah, so then Piper starts, again, like, thinking about what her friend said earlier. And she's like, can I come visit you? And Mari's just, like, in South Africa? And she's like, or she's like, why would you visit me? I'm here. And she's like, no, like, when you go back home. And Mari's just like, yeah, sure. Like, unconvincingly, she's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) without even thinking about it, she's just like, yeah. Or something, yeah. And so then Mari goes back to saying what she's talking about. She's like, I don't understand what all the fuss is. And she's like, and she says Biko was a terrorist who killed himself. And this is where Piper kind of starts to get angry. She's like, no, he was killed by police because South Af- and she's like, South African police are pigs, mm-hmm. which causes Mari to get mad because her dad is a policeman. Yeah, and that they like start to fight back and forth. Well, yeah, and Mari says, you don't know what it's like to be outnumbered. And Piper gets mad, and she's like, outnumbered by black people, like. Why does that matter? And, yeah, so she gets mad. She's like, do you even have black friends at home, Mari? This is, like, a famous quote. They used to play this on Disney Channel in the commercial. She's like, do you even have black friends at home, Mari? And Mari's like, I have Flora, yes, or whatever. And no, then, well, she says, I have Flora. Flora's my best friend. Yeah, well, and then Piper's like, Flora's your maid. She's like, if she wasn't getting paid, do you think that she would be there? And then Piper's like, does she even get paid? Yeah. And Mari, like, kind of stops for a second. Mm-hmm. And then Piper's like, you know I'm right, because why would the South African government, like, censor books and movies and TV, and this is where Mari kind of, like, comes to, a, like, a stopping point. She's like, if you don't want me here, all I had to do was say so, and that's when she runs out um, to the front yard. Yeah. And so, mom and dad, like, notice them, like, separating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mom goes and takes care of Piper off screen, and then dad comes and finds Mari sitting out on the front lawn crying, mm-hmm. um, and Mari is like, I want Piper to visit me so bad, but I know, but she can't in mm-hmm. South Africa, and I can't do anything to change that. Well, and dad's like, yeah, like, you can't control your government, and she's like, it's not my government that would be the problem, and it's my friends and family. Yeah, and so dad's like, you can't control that either, like, their opinions are based on what your government is doing like these like laws that your government has in place has formed like their opinions of what's going on yeah but dad's like but you know you can always start to change their minds Mm -hmm. that could be a thing if you want to well yeah he's basically just saying like it starts with you like you have like made these changes and you understand that this is wrong now so like what you do about it matters right and mari um kind of like starts to equate the way that she said she felt like at the embassy She's like, I said this that I felt like at the embassy, but, like, that's how blacks were treated in my country. Mm-hmm. So it's <laughs> – she we kind of, like, go back to that, and it's less worse. Yeah. So Piper comes out, um, and Mari starts talking about weaver birds. So we have this whole little conversation about weaver birds Yeah, it's, it's a nice little story. Little callback. Um, and then we cut to the Pan-African Festival, which has been, like, briefly mentioned throughout the movie. Right. There's music and dancers, clothing, food, vendors – and Piper's friend from Nigeria comes up and he gives all the Delums what they call freedom flags for black South Africans, which is the flag that uh, Mari's little brother found in the street that she, like, took away and said they're for troublemakers. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have, like, an extra flag for Mari, and Mari just says they're banned back home. And the friend is like, oh, like, would you like my flag? And Mari's like, yeah, I really like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a nice moment. Like, even the friend... And she thanks him for the flag. Right. She thanks him. The friend has, like, gotten over, like... His kind of, like, misconceptions about Mari. Mari is starting to see, like, the global political implications of apartheid in her country. Sort of, like, with this flag. Yeah. Since she accepts it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Dad giving this speech. And during his speech, he tells the story of the Weaver Bird again. Yeah. And he's like, from my friend from South Africa. Oh, uh, yeah. Story. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. 
Yeah, um, so then, then we cut to the family dropping Mari off at the airport, and they're all saying that they'll miss her. Mari and Piper are both crying while they say goodbye. Oh, I had, whenever they hugged, I don't know why, my entire body was covered in goosebumps. <laughs> I thought I might, I thought I was going to cry. Well, it's like, oh, a little, like, flashback to the airport when they first met. It's like, oh, my God. Like, right. yeah, so obviously they like each other now. <laughs> Um, so then we cut to Mari's home, and when she gets home, like, to her house, she runs and she gives Flora a hug. She, yeah, she comes up and she gives Flora a big hug, mm-hmm. and whenever she pulls away, she opens her vest that she's wearing, and she Shows has... inside. Yeah, the inside of the vest, and she has the flag stitched inside of her vest. Mm-hmm. So Flora, like, <laughs> what Flora was hoping for happened... And that Mari is kind of like, I'm on your side. I know this isn't right anymore. Yeah, and Flora, you can tell, is, like, very, like, pleased about what's happened. So Mari goes inside, and she finds the weaver bird. <laughs> she steals her brother's <laughs> weaver bird. She, like, takes it, and then she lets it go. It, it flies off, and that's the end of the movie. Um, and I would be so bad if I was her brother. <laughs> like, obviously, like, the bird should not have been kept in the first place. But <laughs> Well, it's symbolic. Oh, well, my she God. she should have, like, talked to him first. But I'm like, hey. Listen. Well, she probably had the conversation after the fact. She's gotta, <laughs> she got to do the right thing and then explain why she did the right thing. Okay, so then the screen goes to black, and we have a couple of those, um, like, senses on movies based on true stories that, like, explains what happened afterward. Yeah. So, this is one of the things that I had whenever I was looking, whenever I was looking up um, stuff about Congressman Bellum. So, it mm-hmm. says, in 1986, the anti-apartheid bill, co-sponsored by, Collis, by Congressman Bellum, was passed by the House. And in my research... Um, apparently, Rega, Rego, Reagan tried to veto the bill, but the House overrided it. Of course, Reagan did. <laughs> also, um, this was happening while Jimmy Carter was president, and that kind of makes me sad. I don't know a lot about Jimmy Carter, but I wanted to root for him because he really cared about the environment whenever, like, people should have cared about it, and now it's, like, too late. So, yeah. I don't know yeah. anything about Jimmy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about Jimmy Carter. He put, um... Uh, solar, solar panels, panels on the White House, and then whoever was after him was like, We only know this because we take saw mice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, and then the sorry. second thing they said was the first free elections in the history of South Africa took place in April 1994. The Dellums family was there. Yeah. And that is the end of the movie, and it was very exciting. Yes. So, um, I want to go back to the... Okay, so we both found this article from TV Guide. I have the author... We'll link it in the description of this video. I don't know what you listen to this on and if you see the description, but I'll link it there. It was, like, the only, like... If you look up the color of friendship, it will come up. Yeah, because it's, like, the only, like, recent, like, relevant article. It's by Sydney Green from March 2019, and she interviewed, um, Piper Dellums now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, this movie won, it was... Won an Emmy for Outstanding Children's Program. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I think we mentioned this in the beginning, but it didn't have, like, something, like, based on a true story at the beginning. Right. Probably when they, like, first made it and were, like, showing it, they probably talked about that. But I didn't know that going into it. Right. Because, okay, so this article says it was based on a short story. Uh, by I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. She called it this word, which in Zulu means we are one. I'm not going to try and pronounce the word. Because I'll probably pronounce it wrong. Just look it up. <laughs> and it says it was about her experience at age 11. Um, so yeah, so Congressman Ron Dellums was a California congressman, an active voice against apartheid. Um, and the family, the Dellums family, was consulted throughout the entire process of making this movie. Mm-hmm. So the girl who came over from South Africa, her real name was Carrie. Mm-hmm. And whenever she first came over, she was more racist than they make out to be. Yeah. It says that she wrapped towels around her hand to open doors and ran hot water um, over utensils before using them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says that 
they became friends after seeing Grease five times in theaters. I know! I love that! Well, yeah, they say that, like, eventually, over her course of being there, she realized that she was being super racist and stopped doing that, but they said Grease is what really made them sisters. Yeah, right. it says, that's how we became sisters, which yeah, is so they cute. Yeah, Grease, I love and that. And they said their crush on John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they say that when Carrie returned to South Africa, she helped form the first anti-apartheid student underground movement, but was soon arrested. And unfortunately, Piper and her family just assumed that Carrie was killed from well, her activism. She, she tried to contact uh, the family, like, trying to get help right. and, like, support and all this stuff. But because of, like, I don't know, whatever happened, they weren't able to, like, contact her. And they re- uh, eventually stopped hearing from her altogether. They weren't able to contact her anymore. And so they think that she was killed as a result of her activism. Yeah, that's... And it's, that, like, sucks that we never know what happened. Well, yeah. Well, and I heard some other people say that, like, maybe that wasn't what happened. And maybe she, like, got out and, like, went underground and kind of, like, made a new life for herself. But yeah. we don't know. We, yeah. That's what the Dellums family assumed happened to her. Right. Um, we also learned that her father was not a cop but a high-ranking judge, which is still, like, sort of in the same realm. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, the mom was an attorney and the dad was a congressman. So these are two very, like, um, like... Imp- politically opposite <laughs> well no i'm saying that like they both have very like um, important roles in their country yeah basically and like um, that was like a big shock for carrie whenever she came yeah and now um piper is a 53 year old author director public speaker uh, she speaks across the country on socioeconomic and political structures that affect people of color and during these speaks she often remembers her summer with carrie and she says this quote that i wrote down she says we are one body of humanity Friendships cannot be defined on or limited. Yeah, friendships cannot be defined or limited. Friendship, love, justice, peace, honor, respect, integrity. These things can't be defined by race or distinction. She also, another quote, like in this article (laughs) is, love and respect can tear down systems as powerful as institutional as institutionalized racism. And another quote that I wanted to mention is that whenever they talked about this becoming a decom, uh, this was made, like we said, it was made as a movie for Black History Month. It was the first, like, one that they did like that. And I think it was the only, because I went to look through to see if February they did other ones like that. They don't, they didn't make a lot of February decoms at all. But um, this was pretty much, like, the only one that ever covered it, like, this in depth. And so um, uh, Piper was talking about how she thought this was really interesting that, like, Disney Channel was willing to make a movie about this, but she talks about how, like, it makes sense that this was a movie that came out, like, in the in t- the year 2000, because they can talk about the past and, like, what's already happened, and they can talk about racism in a different country. She says, it was safer to have that conversation about race between an American and a South African than to confront racism in America. So, that is still relevant today. We love to hear it. Well, we don't love to hear it. We hate to hear that, but... Um, at the end of my notes, I wrote that this movie was better than Green Book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like it does a lot more. It teaches you a lot more. Right. Taught us a lot more. Well, it made us look up a lot more, at least. Yeah. There's a lot that you don't really get. But, um, I also listened to some other podcasts about this, because there are other decom podcasts out there. Mm, our competition. <laughs> <laughs> but I was listening to one of them, um, just to, like, see what other people are talking about. And a lot of them said that they watched this in school, which I thought was crazy, because I did not watch this in I school. I did not. <laughs> I watched Veggie Tales. Well, yeah, same. <laughs> Again, our private education kind of showing there. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I just wanted to, like, talk about how, like, the, like she becomes a more likable character because of, like, this growth. But, like, a lot of the movies, she's, like, not a likable character. And even when she's, like, friends with Piper, she keeps saying and doing these, like, not great Which things. Which I think that's good. How it's not just, like, you know, like, one thing happens and, like, boom, not racist anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it does, a, like, a pretty good job of, like, representing that, like, it wasn't just an overnight it was a process. thing. Yeah. Especially because, like, what Elizabeth said about, like, the real-life story of how racist she actually was when she came. So, I don't know. Yeah. It was a lot. <laughs> um, so, I gave this a 5 out of 5 when I put it at number 1. <laughs> I gave this a 4 out of 5. I put it at number 2. So, mine is Halloween Town, uh, The Color of Friendship, and Johnny Tsunami. And like I said, I had seen this before, and as a kid, I really enjoyed it. And I think, like, as a kid, obviously, I didn't understand what was going on. I probably liked it for the wrong reasons, just because, like, from a child standpoint, like, you like yeah, to just, see... like, two friends. Well, like, you like to see that, like, there is this conflict that, like, obviously, even as a child, you can understand, like, they didn't like each other or whatever. And then, like, towards the end, you can see that they become friends and they, like, overcome that. So I think that that's what I liked about it as a child, but obviously, I did not understand most of what was going on. Right. And, again, if we said anything wrong or possibly offensive, we are so sorry. Please correct us. Yeah. We're just, we're trying to learn. Yeah. And, also, that's not your job. I understand totally that you don't have, you should You don't have to time. do that either, but if you feel the need. Yeah, please we, do. We welcome correction. I yes. should say, I should, should have said that instead. Yeah. I mean, like, again, we will be the first ones to say we are dumb, we are white, <laughs> and, like, that's, that's that, so... That was the color of friendship. a good note to leave on. <laughs> yeah, this was our 20th uh, podcast. Exciting. Oh, numbers that ended zero. Um, on a lighter note, next movie is Life Size. Oh. So shout out to our one follower who messaged us one time. It's coming for you, girl. <laughs> I don't know, like, when you're going to listen to this, but exciting. Yay. All so, right, bye. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>